For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, welcome to Believe in Vikings. This is a humongous show tonight. Um, I am your host, Dustin Baker. We have Brian McKinney, the former left tackle of the Minnesota Vikings. He went won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, and that was about nine years ago. We have Sally from Minneapolis and Ron Saw from Franchise Tag. And then for the first time in our show's history, we have an active Vikings player, Gaston Christian Derisaw. He will be with us momentarily, and we'll have a slew of questions for him. And that's all we'll do tonight is talk to Christian Derisaw. What more could we ask for? First, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. For example, Mike Zimmer, per bet online, is the fifth most likely coach to get fired this season in terms of the hot seat stuff. So if you want to gamble on Zimmer's future, you can head on over to betonline.ag. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome aboard our first active Vikings player. We've had oodles of former players and even players that didn't play for the Vikings, but Mr. Derisaw, you are our first active player. How are you tonight, sir? Doing great. How y'all doing? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Good. It's uh, it's an honor to have you on. Um, we're going to ask you a series of questions, kind of do a round-robin thing. Uh, the first thing I want to get out, uh, out in the air is, do you have a pre-established nickname from high school or college that we – the fans and whatnot should use, or should we have to pick one out for you in time? Uh, so I got to college and my head coach, he just caught, he started calling me CD and okay. it kind of like grew like around the whole team, like in the locker room and everything. And everyone called me CD and that's what they're calling me here now in Minnesota. Oh, okay. So it is established. All right. Well, yeah. we we're cool with that. BMAC, uh, we were just talking off air before we hopped on here, uh, about Christian being the first, uh, not the first, but one of the few left tackles we've taken in the first round since you played. Uh, so I wanted to, I guess, casually ask you if. if oh, was there any other since me? Matt Khalil. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yep. And that worked out great for one year. So we're, we're hoping oh. for a lot longer for uh, Christian. Um, so just on air here, what what bits of advice would you have for uh, Christian if, off the top? Well, of one thing he's already ahead of me because he's already signed. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to go through a 988. 98, they hold out, so you're already ahead of me. I mean, so you, you you have a great start. I mean, I feel like just go out there. If you need any questions um, or, like, technique, hit me up. Hell yeah. Um, or any advice. I feel like I've been through everything. <laughs> but uh, I feel like you'll do good, and I'm pretty sure that you really want to be a great player. So 
I don't see like you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like, and then I guess the other guy, Khalil, I never, I never knew him. I never got a chance to meet him. So, you know, I couldn't give him advice, but I'm definitely going to give you advice. Just go out here and make sure you let them know that this is your position for the long, you know, for the long haul and can't nobody have it. Cause I feel like I was there for a long time. And I was like, I didn't have a backup for a while. Like they would have certain people that possibly rotate, but I never, you know, left the game through injury or anything like that. So it's like, just make sure that they know this is your position for a long time. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. So, Christian, I don't know if you're familiar with BMAX, you know, all his illustrious career in college. I know coming from the ACC, you probably don't uh, watch a lot of Miami film or anything. But, uh, you know, if you have a chance to catch the U part two, I think is one year involved with BMAC on uh, ESPN. Yeah. Um, you know, BMAC part of one of the best college football teams in NFL or in college history. So um, and he's world traveler, been, been around the block, Super Bowl champ. So um, hopefully, you know, his credentials um, well enough there. So I just thought I'd bring that up. Right. Well, CD said he's already been to Lake Minnetonka, so he's fo- he's following uh, BMAX <laughs> really well. So we won't get into that. We won't get into that. I'm just saying he's already been there. So well, it's because okay. you're gonna get poor poor Mr. Derrisaw in trouble right away. He has nothing to do with McKinney's antics, right? <laughs> Okay. So Christian, um, you're pretty quiet on social media. So I'm just curious, can you fill us in a little bit about um, your life outside of football and training? What do you like to do with your free time? Um, what's your family like? Stuff like that. Uh, so like I grew up the only child. Uh, so I really, me like, too, me too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I really don't do too much. Um, if I'm not with my family or like my friends or anything, I'm either in the house playing the game. Or just like, just like I said, it's with the family of friends just hanging out and chilling. Uh, that's all I like to do. Do you have a purple pup that you're going to bring with you? A <laughs> uh, purple pup? A, a dog. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't have a dog. No. All right. Well, we might have to work on that. But... For sure. <laughs> She's a dog person, like a documented dog person. <laughs> right. Why would you ask that? If you, if you make a habit the on coming. The Vikings do this purple pups campaign, and it's really cool. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention. So- so CD, we had uh, Jordan Reed on of the draft network, um, a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, uh, and he had mentioned, um, that your paths have crossed and being the one, um, offer division one offer that you had coming out of high school was from him at NC central. So do you recall that interaction? And if so, what about that? Um, do you remember? Um, I had four offers, uh, division one offers coming out of high school, okay. uh, but I kind of don't rec- recall that, uh, conversation. Um, I knew they wanted me like badly though, uh, North Carolina Central, and I knew like, like I, I could play at the Power Five level. So I really don't want to settle just for like just like playing in that like competition in that division. So uh, I really don't remember much from it. Okay. The way and how you- did that um, like from? I know you went to was it a military school or mm-hmm. something like that? Um, how was that transition from high school to there on to Virginia Tech? How was take me through that process? Uh, so Virginia Tech, they made it easy. Um, it was like a plan, like they offered me during my senior year of high school. And it was like a plan, like if I didn't qualify, like I knew it was something that I would have to do to like get eligible and qualify. And if I did qualify, I'll go straight to Virginia Tech. But I qualified late and we already had like everything paid for and everything. So like the transition to military was smooth other than like just turning in your phones. Um, so how long, how long were you in military school? Sorry to cut you off. It's all, it's all, it was only four months. Um, and we had like oh, okay. visitations and leave and stuff like that. So it wasn't bad at all. Um, I ain't gonna lie, I stuck my phone in, uh, hitting the ceiling. <laughs> but, 
Because it always sounds similar work, to my so. story a little bit, y'all, because, you know, I went to a junior college girl, went to Miami, but I went right. there for two years and I had to learn how to play offensive line because I played defensive end in high school. So just listening to his story kind of was similar to mine. Ooh. And you were day one, both you were day one starters oh. as soon as you set foot on campus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so B-Mac is from New Jersey, and he revealed to me early on in our uh, show history that he was an Eagles fan um, as he was growing up. So I wanted to know from you, who was your football team up until three weeks ago? Uh, I was a Philadelphia fan as well. Oh, um, boy. I'm up, I'm yeah, up. more in common, guys. Only child. <laughs> we went somewhere else after high school. <laughs> We're Eagle fans. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my mom, my mom's from Philadelphia, and like I would go up there all the time. Uh, he used Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, um, Westbrook, all them, Deshaun Jackson, all. I was a huge fan of all those guys. Um, so I was an Eagles fan up to now. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we've had a rocky relationship with Eagles fans. <laughs> so uh, you probably I don't know if you care about that, uh, but it was dating back to the NFC Championship, the ill-fated one for the Vikings. But I was at that game, so my uh, my emotions towards Eagles fans are really, uh, really, really in thin ice. So, <laughs> well, he, all right, he, I know he, how they get. He's yeah, gonna make yeah. he's gonna make amends. So it's all gravy. There we go. <laughs> all right, Sally, what's your next thing for Mr. Darisaw tonight? Uh, so last week we talked about the schedule and um, BMAC mentioned that he liked uh, when it came out so he could look ahead and see who he was going to line up against and pick out some games that um, he was really looking forward to. So I was wondering if you had any on the schedule that stand out, just, you know, somebody you're really looking forward to competing against. Oh, yeah, I got a few. Um, definitely the 49ers, 49ers and Chargers, uh, the Bosa brothers, um, the Browns, Miles Garrett, Panthers, um, Brian Burns. Uh, I got to play against him my freshman year. And uh, Rams, Aaron Donald, they got a good defensive line. So get to play against like the best in the Steelers for sure. <laughs> that doesn't intimidate you at all? You're into that? Uh, yeah, I'm into it. I like, I like the competition. I like to compete. Hard to tell y'all. So, um, and, <laughs> like, we didn't, like we didn't believe you or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I will go out and I'll pump my own tire on this. So I'm on record as as soon as the draft um, process started after the season ended, um, when asked, who do I, what is my wish list for the Vikings to take at 14? And I identified you based on who I thought may be there, who would be the best fit. So the fact that, one, we were able to get you at 23, while I'm sure you financially aren't as happy as you may, <laughs> may have been at 14, but um, for me as a fan, there was obviously a lot of emotions just going through, like, what's it going to be? Who's going to be there? You know, leading up, like, you were being mocked to the Chargers, so we didn't even have a chance to get you. And then we trade back. Oh, are we too far back? So forth. So I'm sure that pales in comparison to what you had to deal with. So what were what was that whole emotions of everything leading up, all the news that's being circulated around where you may go and speculation and how that night played out? How, how did that play out in your mind? Uh, so like during the draft process, I talked to the Vikings one time, and also uh, Coach Rico, Coach Phil, the offensive line coach, and I had no like I did like, I didn't think I was going to be here in Minnesota at all. Um, I had like some other teams who were higher up on my list, and who told me like if I fell that low, they were going to take me. Uh, so the emotions definitely were just like I just was like just ready and just like waiting to see where I would end up at, uh, just not knowing because all the teams who told me they were going to take me didn't like it didn't happen and work out that way. But I knew like my name was gonna get caught for sure and i just know how to stay patient and whatever like whatever happened like i'll make the best out of the situation regardless so make sure you circle those teams so when you get to play them because <laughs> no um, i kind of felt like that a little bit too i think i was supposed to go to buffalo or somewhere else 
but I didn't. And so what was your thoughts when you, it was time for you to come to Minnesota? Because I was thinking about, like, who I know in Minnesota? <laughs> I didn't know where Minnesota was at first. <laughs> so I had to look it up. I was like, okay, it's near Chicago. And I was just thinking about, like, the weather, like, just how cold it was and hearing, like, about how the how the dome collapsed with snow and everything. <laughs> so I, was I was there. Thinking, I like, was there. Real? It's, a, yeah. it's invest in a very good winter coat. Um, you sure. won't regret it. Um, Automatic car char- charger, yep. uh, car starter, whatever. Heated garage if possible. But, Man. you know, it's it. It comes in spurts. You'll get those couple weeks where it's, you know, negative 10, negative 20. But then when you get to those 20 degree days, you'll see Minnesotans wearing shorts and T-shirts outside and um, you'll you'll get used to it. Yeah. They got <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, no, it, it, it's tried and true. Um, and he's not kidding. Like um, when you will go through one of those stretches, they're usually in January where every day is below zero. When it even creeps up to like 10 degrees, you're like, oh, God, this feels good. And and you right. feel like a maniac feeling that way. Uh, but that's just the way it is because your body gets a tolerance to like the cold. And then when it nudges down uh, or I guess a little up on, on the temperature, then you're like, oh, OK. Um, right. Yeah, it is. You'll have you'll have to wrap your arms around it and see if it's for you. Uh, B Max, so your your uh, trip to the Vikings, like you said, was a little unique with the holdout and whatnot. But when you got there, um, uh, this is for you, McKinney. Like, who were some of the guys? Do you recall that embraced you right away? Was it was it rookies? Was it vets? Was it a mixture? The rookies were probably a little standoffish because I had been gone and they had to yeah. be there <laughs> with like all the other drama. Um, but I'm gonna say a lot of the veterans were uh, like Corey Chavis, of course, Culpepper and yeah. Randy Moss. Um, veteran, yeah, veterans like Matt Burke and Dave Dixon. Um, Fun, yeah. They kind of embraced me and. Ever Lindsay, he he was playing the position while I was gone. So, um, in a way, I feel like he was happy I was there because uh, he wasn't a left tackle. Um, so, a lot of the veterans, for my situation, was a lot of the veterans because uh, they were looking for me to be there. The rookies probably felt like you had to go through all the stuff we went through as far as the hazing or whatever was going on back then. So, yeah, I'm going to say the veterans. Okay. And Christian, what about you? Um, when you arrived in Egan, has it been a mixture of rookies or certain veteran players? Uh, it's definitely like a mixture of both. Uh, definitely at like the rookies for sure, because we're always together. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the building the longest right now. Uh, our day's in at like 5 o'clock with all the uh-huh. rookie meets and everything like that. But like Thielen, uh, Kirk Cousins, me and Dalvin Cook lockers are right next to each other. So we, we talking every morning uh, before and after practice. Uh, I definitely like getting the great vibe from Dalvin for sure. Um, yeah. So I say a little bit of both. Okay, so it's like the offensive nucleus that is right. uh, welcoming you. Okay, we'll take it. We love it. Uh, Sally, what else do you got? Well, not to go back to the weather, because I got to tell you, as somebody who moved here um, from the South, every single person wants to tell you and lecture you about the weather. And it's like, I get it. It's cold. Okay, I'll figure it out. But um, I'm just curious, you know, thankfully we don't play outside anymore in Minnesota, but we do have end of season games in Green Bay and Chicago. So I'm assuming you haven't played um, in that cold of weather, but I'm wondering, are you going to be a sleeves guy or no sleeves? Uh, see, like me, I wear the sleeves even like when it's hot or cold. So it really don't matter. But uh, probably now I'll probably be like a no sleeves guy uh, for sure. Um, it doesn't like, matter. At the end of the day, as long as you do your job, right. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. So the sleeves, exactly. no sleeves, like y'all ain't wearing no sleeves and y'all done gave up all these sacks. Right. I feel you. <laughs> As long as they're not yellow and you're waving them because you blow a block, that's uh, (laughs) uh, but uh, so 
now again it, keep in mind too with weather it's a topic all year round because it's either too cold or too hot or anticipating a nice day so get used to hearing about that the weather will be the a topic every single day of your life here so um but uh <clears throat> so i'm not sure how much of the vikings history you're familiar with um but recent history pretty much ever since bmac left in 2010 or 11 whatever year that was we've been pining to have a an offensive line to protect. We've always, since Zimmer's been here, we've had a good defense um, and typically a strong running game. So for a lot of Vikings fans, when they heard offensive tackle, I don't think any name that was behind that, it would have mattered because we finally got someone that we're putting draft capital into. So um, now put your name to it and all the everything you read, all the PFF metrics and not allowing a sack in college last year and just being overall dominant. Does that put any added pressure on you to come in and compete knowing that we've been longing for a blindside protector that's your caliber for a long time? I feel like I don't put no pressure on me at all. Um, I just know I got to go out there and just play my game and know what I'm capable of and just go out there and do it. Uh, Really, just like, just block all the noise and like, know as a unit, like, we got we got what it takes now. We just got to go out there and put it together on the field. But for me, uh, it won't be any pressure at all. I'm just going to go out there and play my game and know what I'm capable of and, and do what I do. Is that how you felt, BMAC? I felt a little different because Corey String had passed the year before I came. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have to – you know, he was a veteran. So I was like, am I supposed to come here and immediately replace what he was doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was a little different. Then I had to go through the whole holdout thing. It was just different for me. Hey, Christian, that's the reason. Corey Stringer's reason you're not able to wear 77. So (laughs) unfortunate circumstance there. But sorry, Ted. What's the vibe when you got, I mean, I know it was the following year, but were people just over Mankato at that point because that happened? Or was the vibe, you know, nobody really talked about it? What was it? No, I don't think they really talked about it. Um... I want to say like the year or two after I got there, we had to start taking like these um these pills and they come behind you and they can monitor your body temperature and things like that. So that was like a big thing around when I first got there. But the fact that I had to come there right after the year after that happened, I was like, oh gosh, like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I was I came late, so I missed like the first what eight games of the season. You know, it was, it was a lot, but <laughs> somehow I made the all rookie team still and was able to continue my career, but at the first, my first year, I feel like this is a lot going on. Fair enough. Um, Christian, our most storied rivalries, the Vikings, is with the Green Bay Packers and then secondarily to an extent, the Chicago Bears. And we have a documented hatred for those two teams. So I want to know how easily can you get on board with that hatred between the rival teams? Uh, I feel like I'll get on board easily. Um just like just like leading up, like just playing in the game, really. Like you'll you'll, you'll feel it and like you'll you'll like actually know like the past history and all like the games that like, took place leading up to this. Like, I'll definitely get on board easily. Well, wonderful. Um uh, McKinney, how long does it take to ingrain that in your bones? I feel like you hear so much from the fans and the coaches like all week long. So it's like, okay, I'm I'm tired of hearing about them. I don't like them no more myself. So that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, so it's just like an osmosis thing. Right. Plus, yeah, everybody keeps talking them, about them. You see them with the cheese on their head, and it's not hard to dislike, you know? Like, who would, who would do Brett that? Favre, I told y'all when Brett Favre came to us, I, I looked at him like, hey, I, I forgot you on my team now, but I had gave him like a little mug, like, what? Yeah, it's so many years a weird like adjustment. That. It's uh, one day you're not here, next day you're my teammate. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It was, 
It was worth it. I'll it go was, on. Was. All right, Sally, what do you got next? <laughs> um, okay, so I'm curious. Um, what um, have you made any cool uh, big purchases yet, or um, are you planning to? What's on your list? Uh, so I'm still waiting on my sign bonus hit my account now. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm checking my phone every morning. It'll <laughs> be here. It's still not here yet. So uh, I'm still waiting on that. But the first thing. It's probably like a, a a pickup truck. I'm looking at the Ram TRX, and then some for my mom and dad. Uh, just to get them something, um, like all the sacrifices they did for me. I just want to like not repay them, but like just show them like like just like a thank you. Appreciation. Right. Exactly. Well, that's a good vehicle for the road conditions. So <laughs> that's a good choice. <laughs> um. So now again. You had mentioned some of the guys that you're going to be going up against this year. Um, and I know you mentioned Brian Burns, who you'd went up against at in college. Um, but outside of like say Burns, who are some of the toughest matchups you had in college? Not saying that anyone got the better of you, but who are the ones that you had? Like I know McKinney, if you, like his was Dwight Freeney. You knew you had to come with your A game with. Yep. And yours was Dwight Freeney. So CD, who did you have that yeah. was your the guy that you were amped to play every time? Um, I'd probably say uh Gregory Russo from Miami. Um, Miami, they got great defensive ends every year somehow. Uh, I don't know. Hey, what you mean somehow? Hold on. Like, you would think that they don't leave, good. but next year they come back with, like, they reloaded. You started off good. <laughs> like, even this year, Quincy Rose from Miami. Uh, he's a great player as well. Um, but definitely those two defensive ends from Miami. Whenever you're playing Miami, like, you know you got to bring your A game. Just like from a deep defensive line uh, as a whole, like, you know they're going to bring it every every game. And then even Clemson, they've had, you know, the last few years, they've had a bunch of guys. So I'm sure that whether it's uh, Furl or, you know, they've had a bunch of guys that are in the NFL. I didn't get to play them yet. but Okay. Okay. I don't know how they, I, they can't say I'm a college football savant, but. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> what about, uh, I guess, former teammates in college, Christian? So Caleb Farley was drafted, uh, Divine Diablo, and I think Tremaine Edmonds and you cross paths on the 28th. Uh, so. He, he got drafted as soon as I got there. Okay. So. Okay. So will you uh, keep tabs with these guys or how does that work? Oh, yeah. So like Khalil Herbert, running back, uh, got drafted to the Bears. Okay. Um, we talk every day. Uh, this is about different stuff that we're doing, like schedules and stuff like that. And, and Caleb Farley as well. Um, you know, like he opted out this past season. And like during the draft, we was texting each other because uh, we both like fell lower than we, we thought um, to seeing like where we we're going to go. And then we went back to back. It was like a great, like a dope experience for uh, both of us. And Diablo, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I'll probably keep up with like Caleb and uh, Khalil the most. Okay. And then uh, the gentleman that joined you in this draft class, particularly, I guess I'm curious about Wyatt Davis. Uh, he was a uh, talent that I didn't expect to um, fall to the third round, but when we had our fortuitous trade um, that landed you, Kellen Mond, and Davis, it was ultra exciting. So, I mean, presumably you've been introduced to Wyatt Davis? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we hang out on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while we here, his room is right next to mine. Uh, so, so like we get along very well. Like we we click, and we both we wish we were on the same side. Uh, yeah. He's on the right, and I'm I'm on the left. So we wish he was on the same side to get that like better chemistry uh, from an offensive line standpoint. But yeah, he's a great guy for sure. Yeah, I can Does tell it you. Feel like you're like sorry. Does it feel like you're like at a, a, a kid at a new school? Like oh yeah, definitely. Like walking, like uh, when OTA started, you see like the whole team. Like you don't know nobody except for like the rookies and everything. Uh, it's definitely different. Has it hit you yet? Like that you're in the NFL, like, or uh, is it kind of the, the first game is going to be a different, uh, different experience? 
Oh yeah, it hit me uh, last week, um, Monday when all the like the vets came back. Seeing like Kirk Cousins, like actually in the locker room, uh, like just watching him, like growing up, growing up in Maryland, watching the Redskins and seeing Kirk Cousins, it's like crazy. Like I'm on your team now, I'm protecting him. Uh, so it hit me like Monday, last Monday. Who's the player that's going to really be that? Like, you. sorry, I'm cutting y'all off. Oh, nope, it's really going to hit you on a Sunday or Monday night football game when you see the cameras, you see all these people around, and you see like the timeout, and you see the camera crew and all that, and you think about the commercial break. It's going to really hit you down. Man, who's going to be that one player that is going to kind of give you the like, holy hell, like I'm lined up against this guy? Like you said, the Bosa's. Is that is that who it is, or is there an older guy that that you're like? Wow, this is it. <laughs> um, like came Cameron Hayward from the Steelers and like Aaron Donald for sure. It's like watching his game play and knowing like he's the best defensive lineman in the league right now. Um, and it's like going against him, like you'll definitely like, man, like I'm really <laughs> going against Aaron Donald. I love that you're not scared of him at all. Like uh, you it, can't be. No, this doesn't seem like you're living in awe of him at all. I mean, he's already I feel like sorry. No man, hey, I'm I'm invite you to like, let me jump in. <laughs> I feel like I feel like um when you especially when you're a young player, you want to go against the, like the best to see at least where you're at and see right. where you're, like your com- you know competition level with them. So he is going to take them on. Like I mean, when I went, Strahan was on the other side, but he came on the other side against me. Like I want to line up against you, big fella, and I took a couple couple reps against him, and I'm like, okay, like <laughs> and you you're ready for that challenge, so that's good. I'm glad he's not nervous. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, no, it was a compliment. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sally, you're up. Sorry, I have a situation going on here with the dog. So, uh, okay, so I am curious, what um, what is your favorite kind of food? The reason I bring this up is that Kellen recently said that he heard Minnesota has great seafood, and so I'm a little concerned for him. So I just want to make sure that we can look out for you because um, we don't want you going down that path. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I like hibachi. Um, so I'm, I'm a big hibachi guy. Okay. Well, we have quite a few of those, so you'll be okay. For sure. Here's the, here's, I don't know if I'd say a debate, but here's the clarification on the seafood thing. Uh, Ron and Sally and Bryant, do you guys consider walleye seafood? Absolutely not. Nope. Okay, so I do, could... but that's because I don't eat. I don't like seafood other than shrimp, so I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, yeah, it's, all right, so good while. But no, I, I just never thought of Minnesota. I thought cheese curds. I didn't think <laughs> seafood. Oh no, no. <laughs> you gotta overnight it, and that's if it's good. Yeah. I mean, right. No, so so we, I'm thinking seafood. I'm thinking more like Maryland, or I'm thinking like yeah, the East Coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can firmly establish here and now that Minneapolis is not a seafood town. And I don't know if somebody told uh, Kellen that like, oh, they got real, you know, bomb a walleye. And he's like, oh, is it fish? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, oh, so it must be like a barracuda or something like it's in the ocean. <laughs> I, I can see that mentality. But like I can tell you that if when you might know this, Sally, like if you go elsewhere and you happen to see walleye on the menu, it can be considered a delicacy. Um, we're just so wrapped in it here in the Midwest that, you know, it's delicious and you're rolling your eyes right now. And that's Where fine. Is it a delicacy? No, I mean, not like an absolute, like, you know, hundred dollars a plate, but it's a good tasting fish. Uh, okay. I, I'm going to okay. have to investigate this. <laughs> okay. Well, if, uh, if one enjoys walleye, then Minnesota is one of the best places in the world, if not the best place for it. So, uh, yeah, I, I can agree yeah. that seafood is not the, not the jam. 
No, I'm just concerned. I know I'm sure that's what he what he meant. I just I I don't want any of my guys eating something that is not quality food. That's all. So now while we're on the food topic, Christian, um, have you got a chance to venture out to any of the local restaurants? And if so, what are uh, kind of your favorites right now? Uh, so I was on the lake. I went to a restaurant on the lake. I forgot the name of it. Though. Maynard's. Uh, I don't. It it might have been. I don't know. I forgot the name of it. But it was really good though. They had I had the Jimmy Burger. It was it was it was good. Oh, it was Jimmy's probably. Yeah. And now I I know like when the, the they did the rookies questionnaire whatever the trivia. Um, I can't recall if you were one that wasn't sure what a Lucy was. But have you had a chance to try a Lucy yet? I haven't. Uh, okay. Where should I go for the best one? Go to Matt's downtown. That's where okay. the original loose Juicy Lucy was from. It's a kind of a hole in the wall. Like when you walk in, you feel like you're covered in grease but that's the original it's a uh, um i mean they'll treat you right there gotcha i'm gonna try it's it. cash only so don't show up without going oh, yeah. to atm first you're gonna be out of luck and, <laughs> and then also sally will probably savage this too but the minnesota state fair um if you're looking for that type of food is is fantastic and allegedly warren Sapp is coming up to join me at the state fair one of these times he was on the show oh he is well, he says he was. I'll believe it when I see <laughs> it. And he wants to go ice fishing as well. So, like, but he said he wasn't kidding. Uh, but we shall see. Um, but yeah, no, the state fair is first of all, it's fun. And then you know, you get you can just get like a bucket of cookies. Uh, I go there each year with my family, and then cheese curds galore, and it's just it's fantastic. Sally, it sounds like you want to defend yourself here. I, for, I'm not gonna. I have no problems with the fair. I like the fair. Other than the crowds, I like the fair. No. Oh, okay. But now that we're okay, this reminded me. So, um, certified athletic trainer Eric Sugarman hosts the um, Minnesota Vikings Donut Club every Saturday. So it's a big deal. You guys get together, do a group picture, pose with the donuts, eat the donuts. So I'm wondering, do you, what is your favorite donut? I'm basic. I like. I just like glazed. Glazed. Yeah. All right. Uh, too much. Okay. Simple. No. No simple. worries. There. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> Hey, what so, other uh, what other sports do you get into, Christian? Like NBA, baseball, or what? Uh, NBA for sure. Just like football and basketball, really. Okay, and then who do you got in these NBA playoffs for a prediction? And then uh, you know who you want to win? I really want the Mavs to go all the, all the way, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I, I see Brooklyn versus the Lakers, and I got I got the Lakers in uh, seven. Okay. Um, so, Dustin so, and I are happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, and Ron is too. I'm a lifelong LeBron fan. So my brief little story, which isn't very remarkable, it's just some history. So Michael Jordan was stepping away from the Bulls uh, when you were little, Christian, and that, and he, uh, excuse me, stepping away from the Wizards, and um, almost like if you match him up on a timeline, uh, LeBron, the hype was then, and you know he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and he was drafted. And, you know, being a Jordanaholic like I was, I was like, I need a new guy. I was uh, 19. And so I was like, this LeBron dude seems like a decent dude. And I, I selected him and it's just been a ride ever since. I couldn't have been uh, more grateful for fandom because he's been spectacular. So I, I am like, you know, foremost a Cavaliers fan. And then I've taken the Johnson in terms of the Heat and the Lakers. So uh, I a, want the Lakers to win the championship. And I'm a little skittish because Brooklyn uh, is like an Olympic team. So I'm, I'm just not I, the Lakers play leaps and bounds, better defense than the Nets. Um, but I'm just not convinced that uh, they can overcome the firepower. But I hope okay. I'm wrong. For sure. So hey, now Matt, getting... Who are you rooting for? Huh? 
Who are you rooting for for NBA playoffs? I mean, I only like the Heat and the Sixers, so. so Sixers. You're too busy. I'm like, they're going to make it. <laughs> you're too busy for basketball. It's okay. Yeah. You're, you're too busy hosting parties and whatnot. Yeah, you're on a show right now. You're on a, literally filming a yeah, show. Yeah, all right. Tell, 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 the, tell the listeners and tell Christian what the hell you mean by this show that you're filming in your car. There's a vehicle. I'm actually in the car. I'm going home. <laughs> this is live air, impromptu. <laughs> we got B Max on a TV show. We can't hear him right now. Yeah, B Mac. I don't know if you're connected to Bluetooth in your car or something. Yeah, he must. Yeah, be. that's got to be what it is. He's trying to show us like the set of the show, but <laughs> he's walking around without his mic because it's probably hooked up to his car. Because oh, there you are. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to show y'all the, um what was going on. Trina, Trick Daddy, and everybody, they're part of the show. Oh, really? Um, she kind of <laughs> set me up. And I thought we were surprising a friend for because our friend's birthday is tomorrow. Trina has to go out of town. So I came. They've been trying to get me to come back on the show. I did season one. I was not trying to do any more seasons of this. And I show up in the whole film production here. And they end up giving me some and stuff. I'm here. Came out here at nine thirty to be on the show. What is the show called? Love and Hip Hop. It's a VH1 show oh, called Love, Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So Christian, this is a on that. This is an age litmus test. Do those ne- names mean anything to you, Trina and Trick Daddy? Oh, yeah, I, I, Love and Hip Hop. I watch. Okay, but yeah. the, like what like, Trina and Trick Daddy? Like I know, like <laughs> that was probably uh, right around the age where when you were born. But do uh, the, do you do you know those names at all? Or uh, not not really. Yeah, you've probably heard some of the like the Trick Daddy songs in, in yeah. arena, but so <laughs> yeah, Ron, don't you don't you remember the www.thug.com CD from Trick Daddy? <laughs> I, I just I know that that's just right like right well, up that my was early Trick so Daddy, that, uh, the it late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I'm not making guy. this stuff up. I, I know my gangster. <laughs> no, right, you so. called out his whole album. <laughs> <laughs> so and then the other important nugget of this is uh, Christian is that this is a glimpse into life after football. You can live in Miami and just do all this cool stuff uh be on tv shows and be upset about it evidently uh i mean to ambush somebody (laughs) would be on you know this is not a show i want to be on (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't have his uh wet wednesday's attire on here you go (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't ready all right we won't get into that we won't get into that now, taking it back a little bit to football, just calibrate us a little bit because we are a Vikings show. So <laughs> we'll try to stick with that. Um, so coming out of Virginia Tech, I know, like, say, Dwayne Brown, for example, coming also from Virginia Tech and still having success in the NFL. Are there players that you look at that either you compare yourself to um, as far as skill set is concerned or that you look up to and how who you try to model your game after? Oh, yeah. Players I definitely look up to. Um, one, like you already said, uh, Dwayne Brown, um, Tyron Smith. Uh, Wyatt Teller, he went to Virginia Tech as well. Um, Trent Williams and Lane Johnson. Uh, those guys are like the, the best tackles in the league and like at their positions. Uh, Trent Williams for sure. It's like the way he plays. Uh, so aggressive and physical. Um, every play nonstop. I definitely like know like that's what it's going to take. Like the, the make that type of money that he's making and like be the caliber <laughs> player that he is. So I definitely know like that's what it's going to take. So I'm definitely looking up to him. And is that why I, I know you'd mentioned that Trent Williams is kind of one of the reasons why you're 71. Um, were you a little disappointed that you couldn't get 77? Or? Oh, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I, I looked at the <laughs> roster. I was like, oh, man, 77 is open. Well, uh, after I heard the story, the backstory of it and everything, uh, I was a little disappointed, but 
number. I make the number, not the number. Don't make me. There you go. Amen. Sally, you're up. Oh my gosh, what do I have? Oh, you got something. I don't know. Up. Jump in for me. I was like thinking about 77 for a second. No, that's all right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Justin, Jeff- he came up twice. So, fair enough. Uh, Justin Jefferson probably uh, should have won rookie of the year last year. And it's not, I, I honestly am not saying that because I'm embroiled in Vikings fandom. It's I'm of the opinion that Justin Jefferson was a better wide receiver than Justin Herbert was quarterback. And some folks vehemently disagree with that and that's fine. Um, but have you had the opportunity to spend some time with him at all yet? Uh, not spent no time with him yet. Um, not really, but out there on the practice field, like you see him just like running the routes and everything and we're doing team and stuff. Uh, definitely got the chance to see him and everything, um, but not really spend like any time. Personally, I think that you'll be closer to the running backs. I always was close okay. to the running backs. So like when um, Michael Bennett and um, Chester Taylor, and Adrian Peterson, the one with the Baltimore Ray Rice, I was always close to the running backs. The receivers, we cool, but my dogs was always the running backs. Yeah. <laughs> so now that's also one of the things I know when you first were drafted um, and I don't know the exact quote, but you had mentioned uh, something like can't wait to watch Dalvin Cook bust one off for 60 yards or whatever. So knowing the type of style of running back that Dalvin Cook is and his cutting ability and seemingly just able to turn on a dime, what kind of mindset do you have to get into to know that you just have to continue to hold your block because he's going to make something happen one way or another as evidence of doing it behind porous offensive line play. So what what do you think of in those in that terms as far as what you need to do to get him free? Uh, just really just like, uh, just never let go or let, let off on the block. Cause any given moment, the ball can hit like right behind me or anybody. Um, like the scheme that we run, like the zones and everything, like you, like you see it on film, like the ball can hit really anywhere. So it's going out there and it's dominating that man behind you and Dalvin's going to find a hole. So, you know, like you're doing your job, Dalvin's going to find it and he's going to hit it. And then Brian, I'm sure the same thing. I know we've talked about with having Adrian Peterson all those years where that dude, he, he was not easy to bring down. So he might at some, you might be blocking your guy for a few seconds and you have him running up on you because he's getting himself free. So any advice that you have as far as blocking for an elite level running back like that? Well, Adrian Peterson was kind of different. It was like, you kind of <laughs> wanted to get out of his way or he's going to run into your back. <laughs> um, you know, just, just drive, move your feet. Just, you're going to want to get out of the way because Adrian's running to your, directly into your back. So it was like, let me just get out of the way. Yeah. Christian, uh, the Vikings are a self-pronounced run-first team, or at least in compared to other NFL franchises, they run about the third, fourth, fifth most um, in all of the league. Um, is a team that utilizes Dalvin Cook as its showcased weapon, <clears throat> does that more fit your skill set, or are you at your happiest place when you're uh, you know, in a pass-happy offense? Uh, I definitely like going downhill, going straight at them, attacking them, especially like with the pass rushes. Now in the NFL, uh, knowing like how good they are and everything like that, but I feel like I can do it all. Whatever, like whatever the team, like we wherever, wherever we run, pass or run, I get the job done for sure. But definitely going downhill, just attacking that defensive line and, and those linebackers, uh, definitely my happiest for sure. Okay, and then your scouting report um, that we you know we read ad nauseum before we even knew that you would join the purple and gold team. Um, so that was one of your skill sets or one of your strengths is your balance, being able to do both um, with precision. Do you think you're better at one you know asset, whether it's uh, run blocking or pass blocking? Uh, I'll probably say I'm 50-50 at both. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like I'm evenly well at, at run blocking or pass blocking. All right. I, mean, I don't think you earned a 95 overall grade or whatever from Pro Football Focus from lacking in one of those areas. So that's pretty damn impressive. McKinney, were you? Did you perceive yourself as balanced as that when you when you were young, or did you have did you favor one? I think um, a lot of scouts thought I was probably a better pass protector, but I preferred to be able to run so I could wear them down in the past. You get what I'm saying? So I would like to run at them to kind of wear them down in the run. So in their past, they, you know, wear them down a little bit so they wouldn't be as explosive off the ball. So that's what I, in my mind, that's what I feel like I was doing. Okay. Does that play into the fact that rather than stepping back in your sets and being reactive to them, just going and getting them and just putting them on the ground? I would rather that because I was, I was a physical, you know, a physical player. So I would just try to use my body weight size and everything to just kind of like wear them down. And then that would kind of take away from the pass rush, I thought. So then also, Christian, um, so we've seen a lot, like, you know, with as far as your measurables, like, you know, the, you, have, you have the speed, you obviously have the physical strength of the bench reps and everything. But I've seen the difference in weight anywhere from like 310 to 325, which is a more accurate um, gauge of where you're at. 320. Okay. Uh, is that your uh, most comfortable playing weight? I played at 320 uh, okay. this past season. I want to get down like 315. Okay. Uh, I definitely feel great at 320. All right, so listen. <laughs> if you become 33 and still playing, right, Don't I don't want them to expect you to still be at 315. Oh, yeah. No 10 doubt. years later. <laughs> no doubt. Because that's what they did to me. They're like, he gained weight. I gained 10 pounds. <laughs> I'm not 22 no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to right, do these right. workouts. You're gonna have you're gonna build some more muscle. Your body changes around 27, 20 again. Like right. <laughs> you gain 10 pounds. Oh, he gained weight. It's like, yeah, I gained weight. And who else didn't gain weight from 22 to 27 to 28? Didn't Brian, you? what was your so like keep what, that in mind? What no was doubt. your official like playing weight? Because you know, like per like Madden or whatever, I think they always had you at like 345 or something like that. Was that Damn accurate man, three, or I had I had a weight in at 348, not 350, but 348. <laughs> like it was crazy to me. But like at the box. 348. Man. <laughs> Yeah, three forty-eight. Like, who does that? Brian, didn't <laughs> you? Uh, three fifty. One of our uh, shows in season last year, you talked about. Wasn't there a coach or offense coordinator or something that uh, uh, when you showed up to camp that you were too heavy and you said, "Hey, I use camp." Because get- I was three sixty at the age of 31, 32. And it's like, <laughs> he's a game. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's hard to be still three fifty. I'm not twenty-one years old no more. So then when I got to Baltimore, it went by um, my uh, muscle mass or whatever. All so right. my muscle mass ended up ahead less than a lot of the offensive linemen. So instead of my weight, which is stop looking at that number. <laughs> if I'm not like out there performing badly, like why are we talking about I gained 10 pounds? <laughs> right. I hear you. Well, the last thing I got for you, Christian, um, is do you fully expect to start week one or is it kind of a let the, let the chips fall type of thing? Uh, I, I definitely think I should start with one for sure, but like whatever happens and plays out, um, Christian, that's I, a great I, answer. You ain't got to say nothing else after that. I expect to start sweet one. That's the answer you have going in the camp. As do we uh, all. It's, it's nothing else <laughs> to be said. I expect to start week one and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to show you why. And that's it. For sure. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, Brian has talked about in the past about his first, the first sack that he gave up, really his first sack in his entire career because going to another hard game. Yeah. But uh, like when, I don't know what, Culpepper rolled out and it wasn't even your fault. Yeah, it wasn't like a real sack. It was like a coverage sack type of thing, but it was like, that's my first sack. 
So yeah, don't be too discouraged about anything like that. So um, the one thing, you know, I guess um, that I have as far as advice from the fans perspective, like the Vikings fans and McKinney, hopefully you can, uh, you can attest to this, but it's a very passionate fan base where we're striving for a winner because we're the winningest franchise to not have a Super Bowl. Um, so we have a lot of success, but then at some point, you know, we get our hearts ripped from our chests. So, um, but the faith never wavers. So we are, you know, we're all excited for things to come. Um, and us as I guess the realists on this show, as far as looking at where the team was last year with injuries and opt outs where it's a completely different team. So, um, you know, as far as the advice from the fans standpoint on, on that, you will, Minnesota nice is a real thing. So when you, you'll be recognized when you go out just because of your sheer size. So, um, don't, you know, people will, uh, either not want to say anything to you because of the intimidation factor, but you'll get some who will come up and talk to you and want to talk your ear off. So, um, <laughs> but the Minnesota nice is a real thing. And, uh, um, you know, it's very hard, to, to, we've been through a lot, so it's hard to, hard to piss us off, I guess. So, <laughs> but we're glad to have you on board. Hell yeah. Uh, Sally, what do you have in parting? Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. We are so excited to have you. We've been praying for you for so long before we even knew who you were yeah. praying for you. So yeah, thank you. Um, and it'd be really cool as long as you didn't think we were, you know, really annoying or lame or whatever, if you could put in a good word for us with the teammates, cause we really need to know everyone's favorite donut before, you know, we get too far into the season. It's really important. Yeah, I got y'all. They're they gone right now, but when they come back Tuesday, I'm going to let them know. Yeah. We'd be happy to have you back on at some point, too, as yeah. it gets closer to the season oh, to get your thoughts and track you. Sure, if you need any advice, I'm here. Gotcha. Well, we'll get McKinney up here, and uh, we won't we won't have a Minnetonka party like his. But uh, oh, we'll, uh, we'll, well, <laughs> you don't remember that. <laughs> it was in elementary school, probably. So, right. but uh, all right. Well, uh, Christian, again, we appreciate it. Spread the word to your teammates that our show is a cool place to come. Um, that is lit. Y'all got to use current words, y'all. Lit. What? <laughs> I'm 37, so I'm getting acclimated. So. I'm sure the 22 year old doesn't use lit anymore. By the way, be nice. <laughs> word they use then? We we use lit. Oh, y'all see? Right. Okay. Hello, Sal, the word? Yeah. Yeah. See, the 22 year old corrected the record. <laughs> All right. right. Well, that's all. That's all we got for Believe in Vikings. Uh, again, Christian, we appreciate it. And Skull Vikings. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.